Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Debbie Freeman, who is a certified life and health coach and host of Your Unique Sparkle. Debbie, how you doing? Hey, Timmy. Yay. I am doing great. I am so excited to be here with you because we're talking about my favorite subject, me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I love it. That is everybody's favorite subject. Some people are just honest enough to admit it. So thank you. <laughs> there you go, baby. Awesome. Well, we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. I would love to tell you that. Um, Well, Timmy, as you know, because we've discussed a little bit of it, but, you know, my whole idea is getting on these podcasts and just kind of inspiring and motivating other women and men, you know, (laughs) I did discriminate. And uh, (laughs) so anyway, I've, I've, my story kind of goes back to where I've been. Um, I was a professional dancer. I used to be the dance captain of the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes, which is the most prestigious dance line in the world. And I, 10 years of my life, I did that. I auditioned with hundreds of girls. I made it all the way to the top and then decided I wanted to have children. And you can't live that kind of lifestyle. I, I, you can, but I didn't want to. I wanted to be a mom. I ended up choosing somebody, um, which was a bad choice. He was an alcoholic. Um, You know, I love to love the person for who they are. I'm not going to say that all alcoholics are bad because they're not. Everybody is trying to get over everything. And I think, you know, we mask our problems and some people mask it with alcohol. Some people mask it with drugs, overworking. Me, mine was food. So I went through depression. Um, my, my divorce, uh, my marriage wasn't that great. Um, he had been living, living a secret life basically on the side that I didn't know about. So you can imagine what that was like. Yeah. Um, I would go to bed every night and ask him, are you coming to bed? And he'd say, yeah, I'm coming. And he would never come after a year. I'd say he'd finally come to bed and I'd be like, well, you know, it's been a year and all this resentment would grow up, grow in me, you know, like, right. I mean, I had just been taking the Cheetos to bed, the Oreo cookies, you know, because where was he? I don't even know. And I'd be, he'd be like, no, you're exaggerating. It hasn't been that long. And I'd be like, no, it's been a year. I know because it was last Valentine's day, you know, and men, I know you can understand. And so can women. We've got needs. Yes, we do. (laughs) And if they're not being met, they're getting met. You know what I'm saying? And I kept saying to him, well, you've got to have somebody on the side because I don't know of any man that can go that long without. Yeah. Of course, um, I was the one that was making everything up. I was exaggerating. It was always me. And I always had the problem. Whenever he came home drinking or drunk, I would say, you've been drinking. He would say, no, I'm not. And as chronic liars are, if they don't ever admit to it, they believe their own lies. 
he never once admitted, even though he smelt of alcohol, never admitted it. Um, you know, I, I loved him and I wanted, I would have worked on anything with him. Okay. One night he went out and he got a DUI. He totaled his vehicle, got thrown in jail. I didn't know where he was all night. I woke up the next day and our whole savings account was gone. We had just sold our house that we had had for 12 years. I was just getting ready to sign the lease on my brand new dance studio. Okay. During all of this time, I had gained a hundred pounds. So I had lost my self-esteem, my confidence and everything. And every month, actually the three of the whole relationship, every three years, he would make, he would tell me something like he lost his job and he would basically make up a reason why. And my parents would always say, Debbie, that doesn't sound right. And I'd be like, yes, that's exactly what happened. And I would stick behind him. So to make a long story short, um, I kicked him out and I started the divorce and I finally went back to him when he was in rehab and he had spent the money that we had. And I went to him and I said, do you love me? He says, I love our kids. And I said, how many times did you cheat and lie, to, lie on me? Cause this whole time he was gone and put in jail, his computer was open and he had dates with women all lined up and all this stuff going on. So I saw, I got to see a whole nother life that I never knew existed. So I know, um, anybody out there just finding out that your life is just a lie here you think it's one thing and then all of a sudden you have the the blinders you're going through it like this with these blinders on and you can't see open up those blinders and listen to your intuition because i can't tell you how many times like i would wake up at night and i would tiptoe and sneak out so he couldn't hear me because I thought something was going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure something was going on, but that whole time of just gaining um, the hundred pounds and losing my confidence and my self-esteem, you know, when I left him that day at the rehab place, I felt like the biggest weight was lifted off my shoulder. God said, you know what, Debbie, you've done everything you can go and live your life and be all that you can be. And I can't remember how great I felt when I was opening the car door. I was like, oh my gosh, Debbie, you can do anything you want. I'm free, as in my my last name. I'm a free man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some people can relate to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're stuck in a situation, your feet are in like these concrete blocks and you can't move. You're like, you can't go forward. You're just stuck. You're like trying so hard to, every time you lift a foot or something, you've got this weight on you and you're just like, oh, I just want these weights removed. And that feeling of just letting it go and going, oh, I could be anybody I want. I'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be Debbie Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. I love that. And for those of you who have not gotten this from her yet, she, and maybe you're listening to this and not watching this on YouTube, she does not still have the 100 pounds on her. She is a much more confident, vibrant 
lady than I'm sure she was. And so Debbie, tell us a little bit about that process after you had lost all that money, gotten divorced, you're probably at a low that a lot of people may not have experienced yet in life, or maybe they have. What's that process of building that confidence back? Well, let me tell you, the biggest spark anybody could have in motivation, right? Because motivation doesn't last very long, right? Okay. But a spark, okay? It's just like Martin Luther King. He had a spark. He was angry, right? Mm -hmm. But he didn't, you can use that anger to do, you know, just not do anything with it. But he used that anger to make his dreams possible, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's like my example that I love to use because that's what it was. I had this anger inside of me burning. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm the best thing he's ever had. <laughs> and I'm gonna show him because I know it in my heart, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm getting in shape. I'm getting the Debbie back that I know. She's coming out, everybody. Watch out, world. So then I go and I exercise again. And I'm, I'm also thinking to myself, I have to be an inspiration and a role model to my kids now. Yeah. I don't know if he's coming back. I don't know if he's going to stay, you know, I, I don't know what. I can't depend on somebody else. All I've got is me, right? So I've got to make it for these kids. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I did. I was, I was finding myself. I was looking for a new job because the job I had wasn't, um, it was just something that I was doing at the time so I could be near my kids. But I wasn't really making enough, you know, to support two kids by myself. Yeah. Those are things that moms are really scared about. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to leave this man, right? Who's supporting me. What am I going to do? That is a real terrifying subject. And I know a lot of women know exactly what I'm talking about. But you have to say to yourself, I got this. I know God is going to carry me. I have faith in me, in my abilities and what I can do. And I'm telling you, girls and guys, you got it. You have to believe in it. You have to want it. You have to have that anger and that drive to success which is what I had. So I lost a hundred pounds. And one of my girlfriends that I used to choreograph all of her pageants for, she I, was the Mrs. Nevada for America pageants, the collegiate, the high school, the princess pageants. I used to choreograph all of these because I was a professional dancer, right? I was just heavy. <laughs> all right. And uh, she says to me, she goes, Debbie, uh, I go, oh, she goes, you look great. And I go, gosh, I wish I could be in the Mrs. Nevada for America pageant. And she goes, well, you can't, you know, I can't because I'm not married. But she goes, no, you can't do that. But I do have something else. So she tells me about the Miss, M-I-S-S, -S, Miss Nevada for America pageant. Hmm. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I haven't been in a pageant since I was a little girl. But what a pageant signifies, it's not the crown on your head. It's what you can do in the crown. And I know that from consulting kids and teaching some of the misses for so many years, so many winners. I know how to do this. This is me. My message to the world 
is to stand up for yourself, get out of that comfort zone and make life happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm getting that crown. I'm going to make a statement. Right. So I joined the pageant and they had just opened it up to, um, miss contestants, um, that were divorced, widowed, you know, had kids, right? But it was in the Miss division. So we're talking college students. Okay, I don't know if you know this, but I'm 51 years old. (laughs) At the time I was 49, okay? I won first runner up, standing right next to the girl, 22 years old. I was more than twice her age standing right next to her on the stage. Boom. Yeah, that's amazing. Tell me that did not make me feel good. I, I mean, you know, you could say winning is everything, but it's not. The pageant and what it did for me was I got to meet some of the best, most beautiful women here in Nevada. We all have the same interests. We're all working on becoming our better, best selves. And we all go out, we do philanthropy work together. We support each other. Oh, I'm going to go help um, St. Rose, you know, do this or whatever. And I'm like, yes, I'm there. Count me in. I'll be there, you know, in whatever way, capacity I can do. All right. So let's raise money for this foundation. Okay, let's do it. These are my friends. I'm, I'm doing, I am making a spark in the world. I am, you know, being a spark. And I'm making a difference in the life or lives of others. Mm. My idea and my dream is to encourage that spark to where it is a burning flame, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Not just a little spark. I really like that, actually, that you just talked about encouraging the spark to the point of becoming a burning flame. Uh, Napoleon Hill actually talks about that a little bit in his book. He talks about creating a burning desire in you for something. And what I want to ask you about is Napoleon Hill talks a little bit about it. So you guys can always go read his books, but Debbie, how do you cultivate a spark into a flame? Well, um, I, gosh, um, you know, it's a passion. It's a drive, you know, um, the anger is what took it there. The first, first thing was the anger, you know, and I got past the anger. Do you know that we are great co-parents together. Really? Oh, we're awesome. Yeah. He's like, can I have the kids this weekend? Can I take them to Disneyland? Yes. Because you know what? I want my kids to not notice any difference. Mm. It is about their life. And I want them to have the best life possible. So we, him and I agree, we don't ever argue about anything. And if I need him to go pick them up or if I need to go get them, we work it out. Yeah. Yeah. And we are happy with that. He, he lives with his new girlfriend. You know, I'm, we're good. I mean, because it's about our kids and giving our kids life that they need and deserve. So that is wonderful. And it's, that takes like forgiveness. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't, you got to let that go. The only person you're hurting when you don't forgive is you're just hurting yourself because do you think that person feels what you're feeling? They don't know what you're feeling. It just, you could be sitting there going, Oh, you're so mad. I hate you because you did this or that and this. 
when they're looking at you, they only know how you, you react to things. They don't understand what you're feeling internally. Yeah. So I'm not going to carry that weight with me anymore. That needs to go away. And when somebody wants to talk about my ex, unless I'm on a podcast here, (laughs) I really don't have anything to say about him because I've already wasted 16 years of my life. Why should I give him any more energy in in that way? Correct? Yeah. No, I love that. And I love what you said about like, the anger kind of taking that spark to a flame, like really keeping it in front of you and just like letting it breathe. And that the forgiveness is letting that spark breathe the like action, the good co-parenting, all of that is like letting it breathe and letting it become the life that you're meant you Debbie are actually meant to live, you know? So I love that. And you know what I can tell you Timmy, is I am so happy and my friends see it. They look at me and they're like, Debbie, you are so different. You're so happy now all the time. Every time I see you, you know, you ever work with somebody, I'm a mail carrier during the day. I'm a mail lady. (laughs) And you know, a lot of times I go in and I'll listen to mail carriers because they're there for years because it's, it's a really nice job, you know, but I found me something that gives my kids health benefits. Yep. So, I mean, I got a nice, good job. That's what I wanted. I said, I'm going to be a mail carrier. Boom. I did it. I manifested that. It came to me. I told everybody, no, I'm going to be a mail carrier. And so here I am. There we go. There we go. And then at the, um, you know, my off time, I'm do my podcast and I help coach people. I even have modeling workshops where I teach people how to gain confidence, self-esteem through modeling, interview viewing skills, and public speaking. Yeah. So I do all of that. And that is my passion. So I'm just taking everything to a new level and to the new me. And, but when I, when I go into that mail, um, sometimes you'll hear people and they're just talking about like, you know, this, that, and the other, and, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. You, you know what I'm saying? When you walk into a business and you hear people in the negativity beside you, I can't join in. Negativity attracts negativity. Misery loves company. There you go. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That's when I walk away and, and people like know me at the mail, at the mail uh, post office. They, they, they're like, they know me as like a spark of energy. I'm going to be throwing the jokes out. I'm going to be having fun. You may even see me dancing as I'm putting the mail up. (laughs) There we go. Because I'm going to have fun. You know, I'm, I'm 51 years old now. I have now, I, oh, I also won after I did that pageant, I ended up winning United States of America, Ms. All right. The Ms. Nevada 2021 pageant. Um, So that was last year. And now I am the new Ms., which is 40 and above, Ms. Nevada Classic Universe. And I'm getting ready to go into my first international pageant coming up here in two more months. That is amazing. At 51. I love it. I love love it. Because why do you have to stop? You don't. Every some people go, I'm I'm too old for that. Aren't no, I'm getting younger, baby. <laughs> I'm going backwards. Absolutely. 
Well, awesome. So we got encourage the spark until it's a burning flame. That's one of your dreams and your passions. Tell us about some of your other dreams and goals that you have for the rest of your life, your business, et cetera. Well, my business right now. So I'm so excited because I am working on putting a modeling um, fashion show on at the mall for kids. And so I plan to use all of the kids that I um, teach in my workshops around town and bring them to model in back to school uh, fashion shows at the mall. There so we that go. Way, yep. So I that is my dream right now. In a few months, that's where I'm going to be. My idea is to keep that going, going into um, you know the holiday season, doing another fashion show, doing another fashion show next year, the recyclable fashion show, where the kids make their own fashion outfits out of recyclables. Yeah. Target bags. I'm telling you, it's the most creative things. I've done it before. It is so much fun. The kids have a blast and it's a, a way for them to, for me to teach them to get up on stage and gain confidence. Cause so many kids nowadays, they're on the internet and they're texting, right? Yep. Okay. They're not in front of people. Yeah. They, they, they lose some of that social acumen. Yeah. So why not teach them how to maybe I'll even put them in charge of MC and taking charge to where they have the microphone and introducing each other. Mm, I love it. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, see, I love it. I, yeah. I just came up with that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they do it? Wow. All right. Well, um, I would have to say Oprah Winfrey because she's such a leader. <laughs> you know, we just love Oprah, her heart and soul. You know, she's a real person to me. Yeah. I mean, rich and famous. And of course, but I mean, like she's just golden, you know, and I think of, um, gosh, I can't think of her name. Um, um, the model who has her own fashion show on television. Come on, help me out. I don't, I have no idea. I'm so out of that world. It's not even funny. <laughs> I can fit, envision her in my mind and I can't think of the name. You guys know who I'm talking about. Tyra Banks. Uh, no. No, not Tyra. No, uh, Tyra, yeah, it could be Tyra. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Tyra, yes, Tyra Banks. So Tyra, it could be, um, who's it, RuPaul? Who? RuPaul, is that his name? I have no idea. Oh, come on. The drag queen that dre dresses up and he's... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yep, yep. It's really yeah. His, his show is so awesome, yep. right? We're talking, these people are creative. Yeah. You know? And using creative to inspire other people and their creativity. I love that. I want to be an inspiration uh, to other people and motivate them to go for their dreams, take a chance and step out of their comfort zones. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Great. Well, we're going to just sprint through these thriving three real quick, because I have some other questions that I want to spend a bit more time on. But first question is, what's your favorite book, movie or podcast? Pick one. Book, movie or podcast. Okay. My movie is, um, the Princess Bride. Inconceivable. 
Yep, yep, absolutely. That is a it's a great movie. I saw it for the first time a couple years ago, actually. So yeah. I, yeah, I shared it. that with my kids and they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and what is one way you like to take care of yourself? One way I like to take care of myself is um, doing my gratitude journal in the morning. That meditation and yoga. Because the body, you know, as it gets older, it doesn't want to move like it used to. Yep. So older, older guests will understand that it just, you got to keep the flexibility in it and just keep, yeah, keep it moving. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet either Oprah, Tyra, or RuPaul? Keeping my podcast going. I'm never going to slow down. I'm never going to quit. And I'm going to keep, even though I do carry mail in the day, day it's being dedicated to myself and my creativity and doing those small steps doesn't matter how small maybe i only get an hour in today yeah i'm doing it i'm doing it there we go yeah and these are the questions that i wanted to spend more time on okay uh now bear with me they're gonna require a lot of pretext a lot a little bit of storytelling um so <laughs> a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a really fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. First question is, do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Do you have anything to add? What are your thoughts? I totally agree with that. You know, it's a shame that, you know, some people will, um, you know, they'll say, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop, you know, drinking or whatever. And then they go to the doctors and they find out, oh, you only have this amount of time to live. Mm. You're going to lose a lung or you're going to have be hooked up to a, a, a tube and you're going to have to, you know, breathe out of that. And it's not until that point that they actually finally take action. Yep. You know, a lot of people just, they say they're going to do, but they don't do, you know, it's like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, let's start tomorrow today, guys, you know, cause that Absolutely. tomorrow, yeah, it's getting further and further away. And you know what? Yeah. It's easy to push it off, but sometimes when you want something bad enough, you got to go for it because you know what? You're not going to appreciate anything if it's just handed to you. Yep. You know, you won't appreciate that the job. If somebody just gave you this glorious job, you know, and you're up in the big, you know, mansion part of whatever, you know, and you're, they just gave it to you. Would you appreciate it and do a good job? No. Squander it. That's right. But if you had to work hard at it, and you got there, you're going to appreciate every little bit of it. And that right there is so rewarding. And the lessons you're going to learn on the way to get there and the life, that's life. Yeah. That to me is living, you know, sitting down on the sofa, going like this to the tube. Yep. You're not getting anything from that. I mean, you're being entertained, but... Yeah. It's not adding any value. It's not making you take any steps. It's not making you experience life. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of life is that? 
Oh, absolutely. I'm right there with you. There's so much, so much beauty here in the world. And, you know, it's funny because I drive around in this mail truck all day and I see the most beautiful birds. I have quails. And then the other day I saw little baby quails and they all like behind. And I just stopped for a minute and just went, the mail can wait. Yeah. I just want to look at these. And then I had a woody woodpecker up in the tree. I went, I've never seen that. And I looked up and just went, oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. I, it's really strange, but I'm just noticing so much in the world now. I don't know if it's because I'm older and I appreciate things more now, but I'm really just starting to take hold of my present moment and just loving where I'm at. I mean, yeah, I've got goals for the future, but I don't, that's all I think about. Yeah. I think about it and I'm taking one step at a time. I'll get there when I'm supposed to get there. You know, like our GPS says, you're 21 minutes away. Maybe I'm 21 months away from where I want to be. Maybe you're five years away. Yeah. She's only three, you know, three weeks. Facts. Yeah, we, we don't know. We're all on different schedules. So why not enjoy where we are right here in the here and now? Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Something uh, really cool that Eckhart Tolle explained to me in his book, The Power of Now, is that everything that has ever happened is happening or will ever happen happens in the now. And so if you build a habit of not enjoying the present moment, even when you get the thing that you think you want, you won't enjoy it because it'll be hard to be grateful for it. It'll be hard to appreciate the life that is happening right now because you have the habit of missing it. Absolutely. That is just, isn't that so, I love that. The way he thinks, all of his stuff. What a great book, yes. No, yeah, I'm right there with you, right there with you. Well, awesome. Our next question is, why do you think some people, given that extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, make the choice to change and then others don't? Well, um, I think others don't just because it might be a fear, mm. just fear of change. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us live with fear, you know, it's uncomfortable. Our bodies like the com comfortability, you know, we like things easy. We, it's a fast paced world, you know? Fast food, fast internet. We want everything fast, 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 fast. And if we're not going to have it fast, well, then we give up. Well, that's, you know, too hard. I can't do it. And you can, you can do it. You have to believe that. And you have to keep trying when you're that GPS, you know, you get to a detour, the GPS takes you on a different route. You just got to turn, make a right and then go left again. It'll get you there eventually, you know, yeah. but some of us, they, we hit that roadblock and we just go, yeah, I mean, it's not for me. It wasn't meant to be, but you know what? I can't tell you how many times I have fallen fat, flat on my face doing stuff. I do all the time, but I get myself back up because it's like, no, Debbie, you know where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And there ain't nobody going to pick me up and take me there. I got to get my own lazy butt up and go. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Um, fear. The perceived, this is something I've heard a lot. Yeah. The pain of change needs to be less than the pain of staying the same. So you need to be in so much pain in your current circumstance that the fear of change isn't enough to keep you from changing. Yes. So something I think is really cool that is actually a new thought, even though I've heard this, like a lot of podcast guests have said this, I added the perceived pain of change needs to be less than the perceived pain of staying the same, just because I really think a lot of our reality is caught up in our mindset and how we see things. And so if you see change as a scary, bad thing, it's going to be really hard to change. But if you see like where you're at right now as a really scary, bad thing, which it's you really never have to see it as a bad thing if you have the right perspective on life. But, um, you know, some people have circumstances that are kind of objectively across the board, pretty, pretty bad. Sure. And so, yeah, I just think that's an amazing thing. If you can change your perception of the current situation and the future, which may have something to do with your confidence, which we talked about how to build earlier, um, it might help you change your life. So I love that. Absolutely. New thoughts in this podcast. Thank you. That's why I ask these questions. <laughs> I love it. That's, they're perfect. I, I just love, um, you know, everybody's situation is different and what they're, you know, having to deal with and just being open-minded, try to see the positive. Um, and if you have like a situation where you think it's, um, you know, bad, try to find, think of it a, of a different way. Yeah. Because your thoughts create your feelings about something. So if you could just change the thought about that, that's going to change your feeling about that, which is going to change your action or reaction, Yep. which then changes Change your results. results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that. Which reinforces or changes your beliefs, which influence your thoughts. And then you're just in a positive cycle. So oh, Timmy, I'm loving you. What <laughs> are these? Thanks. Awesome. Well, we have two more questions for you. Okay. So some people need a small amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that breaking point or that threshold? And can it be influenced? I don't know are also great answers to these questions because I don't know, which is why I'm asking them. <laughs> um. Gosh, um, so a breaking point between having too little. I'm trying to understand the question a little yeah, bit. Better. Yeah, so it's like, you know, some people are like, okay, I just lost $10,000 in an investment. It's time to change my life, time to get more disciplined, time to do this, this, and this. Other people are like, I just lost everything and my family died. Now I'll change. And so there are different amounts of inspiration or desperation that each person needs. What do you think accounts for that difference? And can the threshold be influenced by people in their life, by outside people, by outside circumstances, et cetera? Gosh, um, that is a, a, a really tough question because I think um, it's up to the individual mm, yep. you know, and what's important to them, you know, and just what they're going through. I mean, there's so many different scenarios of what we could think of. Um, you know, and it's so it's sad because you could think of somebody that's, you know, maybe been drinking, which I've had a family member that 
drank and drank and drank and, and was told that she'd die if she kept doing it and she kept doing it. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So um, everybody's wants and desires are different and their priorities and what's important to them. You can't tell somebody how to think. You have no control over somebody else. All you have control over is your thoughts about a situation. You could want somebody to stop drinking or stop doing whatever they're doing, cheating, or you know what I mean? Eating so much. You can want and want and want, but until that person wants it, nothing's going to happen. So why not change your thought about just loving that person for who they are? Yep. You know, and just give love, 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 because as soon as you just do that, then you're living with so much love that it just, it makes you happy. Otherwise, a lot of people will just be in the, you know, you can't change even godly circumstances. You know, you can't change the weather or if somebody dies, you can't change that. All you can change is your thoughts about it, you know, and everybody has a different thought. Look, if somebody died, let's say um, Susie Smith died and you were very close to her. You're going to cry. Well, I kind of knew her. It's going to be mean different things to us. Yeah. Because you're missing those memories of her. Whereas I don't have so many memories of her. You know what I mean? So we all feel things and react differently to things. But the only thing that I feel that we can control is our own thoughts. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm completely right there with you. And I think, um, you know, loving people for who they are is the thing that a kind of influences that breaking point. If I'm being honest, like so many people have that breaking point of like, you can tell somebody that they're going to die if they keep doing this behavior and they keep doing it just because they don't value their own life. And you probably learn to not value your own life based on the amount of love or lack thereof that you received growing up or, you know, circumstances. And so I think unconditionally loving somebody is typically one of the most important steps in like, you know, I let this person be themselves and then they actually came into themselves is how I feel like that goes. Just a thought. You know, I just had a thought. I got to call somebody and text them and just say, Hey, I love you. Yeah. There we go. I get off this podcast. That's what I'm going to do. I just love love to hear it. Yeah. Well, we got one last question for you. And I honestly think you already answered this, but I'm gonna give you an opportunity to add to it if you want to. Okay. A little bit of pretext in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are to make the behavior change obvious, to make it attractive, to make it easy, and to make it satisfying. With that context in mind, how can we create an environment that makes it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying for people to make the choice that will change the rest of their life. Wow. Yeah, just listening to that, I was just thinking of a, um, a nice steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down, nice steak dinner. <laughs> nice steak dinner and unconditional love. There yeah. you go. Oh my goodness. I, you know, um, I just think of not giving up on yourself. 
just being um, honest with yourself. Just be honest. Like if you're, you're going to stop something, they'll say, well, that was too hard. You know, it's kind of like being on a diet and you eat something and, um, or you want something and you just, I just can't go anymore. Or I've exercised all day. I deserve this. And you take it. It's like, um, instant gratification. And then all of a sudden you feel bad afterwards. Yeah. You know, be true with yourself. Why did you eat that? Are you trying to cover up a, a feeling that you don't want to feel? Mm. So maybe, you know, a lot of us don't like to feel things and we mask that with different things. Yeah. So maybe just sit back and whatever you're wanting, just a drink, you know, puff or whatever, you know, just sit back and, and do without it and see what you're really trying to get away from. Yeah. Hide from and just feel that feeling and know what that feeling is like. Describe it, write it down. You know, I feel this way and it kind of hurts my stomach and, you know, I'm getting a headache and know what that feeling is, you know, and be okay to feel it. Because when we're not okay, that's when we start masking things and doing things that aren't good for us healthy our health. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I love that. Well, awesome. Debbie, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? I think we've had a great discussion. I I've been just having so much fun to me. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, they can contact me at your unique sparkle at gmail.com or, you know, listens to some inspiring podcasts and on your unique sparkle. There we go. And that will be down in the show notes. If you guys loved listening to Debbie, first, thank you guys for watching. If you love this, go ahead and check out her podcast, like it, share it with some friends, leave it a rating so it can get out to more people and impact more people's lives. As we always ask, shoot this podcast out to one to three people you know need to hear this message of having a nice steak dinner and unconditional love. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> also send us a five-star review on itunes and on that note we're out guys thanks for listening make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them if you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals make sure to check out the website workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media that's all I got. Have a blessed day.